10. And now time for naturopath Philip Watkins to join me for, because it is a bit, I always think, you know, Feel Good Friday is what we used to do on the One Two Three show. So he is here to join me again since it is Friday. And Philip, good uh, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well, Sadi. We're on brand today. Yes, Feel Good Friday. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me back. It's always lovely to have you. And I think last time I was doing Noreen's show, you were coming in and you were talking about coffee and you gave us some amazing information about coffee. So I thought, well, I've got to get you in because, you know, probiotics is also something that people talk about. It is. Lot. It is. And look, I think there's it's International Mental Health Month mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll get to International Mental Health Year and we'll just spend all year talking about it. But for for now, we'll, talk, we'll spend a month talking about it. Um, so I wanted to, in, you know, in, uh, I guess, tribute to that, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more novel uh, in the sense that Probiotics and the brain is, I guess, the research is still kind of fun, right? Where we're looking at a lot more um, animal studies, but also there are some human studies. So before we jump into that, uh, what is a probiotic? Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to ask you that before anything else, just tell me, you know, I just think yogurt, okay? <laughs> Look, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, the you know, probiotics have been around for thousands of years. In traditional cultures, it's coming through fermented foods. And, you know, we've obviously got many different examples of that throughout the world. But generally, the best, the easiest way to think about the definition of a probiotic is it's a microorganism that has a benefit to its host. So... Mm-hmm. Generally, there are different forms of bacteria or microorganisms that are classed as probiotics, so they don't necessarily have to be bacteria, but they do have to be of benefit to you in some way. Now, the idea of probiotics have largely kind of built up over probably the last 20 years now, and we realise that not only do we understand these bacteria are beneficial to us, but they also now play very particular functions. For example, 70% of our immune systems reside in our digestion Mm -hmm. and our probiotic bacteria play a large role in managing our immune system Mm. because of that. Mm. But also there are things like digesting carbohydrates, for example, that our probiotics play a big role in. So understanding their role in the brain was just a part of this broader understanding of how probiotics are specifically helping us. But it is a fun concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, we're not saying necessarily to drop medications and to do this type of thing, and obviously we'll talk about that. But for the brain, one of my specialties and interests is the connection between the digestion and the brain. Mm-hmm. And the one of the more interesting sides of it is that with you know, irritable bowel syndrome being such a prevalent condition, and we've actually talked about yes. IBS on the show before. That's right. We've there was often it was a kind of period of time where you'd go to your doctor and you know with irritable bowel syndrome symptoms, and your doctor would say you know with the best intentions, I think the stress in your life may be causing some of your symptoms mm-hmm. you know maybe you should look at stress management etc which i don't feel is the best recommendation in the sense that it's a very difficult thing to action right but the it brought the brain into the digestion and we know that stress causes things like ulcers and other other things like that and can be a problem but what a lot of people don't know is that the brain 
when it feels as if it's under threat from its environment, one of the first things it will do will initiate a process to actually turn the digestion off. So this is where we get a really key understanding that both of these you know, huge systems of our body, the central nervous system and the digestive system, are essentially working in tandem in what we call a bidirectional fashion. Now, in, in contrast to that, there, this is, I, I, with animal studies, sometimes I feel like my compassion kind of gets in the way, but there, there are rats that were bred not to have a microbiome. So they were literally born without a bacterial mm. environment in their body, which is just crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. what they found is, is that in these rats, the, their cortisol levels, so cortisol is a hormone that the body uses to maintain your stress response and it's one of, the, one of its jobs is to basically turn the digestion off. So the cortisol levels in these rats without their bacteria or their probiotic bacteria were three ti- was three times wow. higher. So their okay. sensitivity to stress and their sensitivity to their environment was almost threefold with the absence of the microbiome and the bacteria. So this is where we started to understand that this bacteria in our bodies, which there have been some oh, kind of hyperbolic, uh, you know, numbers flying around that you've got ten bacteria to one cell, mm-hmm. and these types of things. That, that's kind of been debunked now. We're looking at around about one point five to two bacteria per cell in the body, which is still Quite pretty high, marked yeah. and significant. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but as I said, now we're understanding that the probiotics can really come in and manage your ability to deal with stress and also play a huge role in the way the central nervous system or your brain and the digestion communicate with each other in appetite control, sleep, memory, just a vast amount of different things that you just take for granted in your day. Mm, Gosh, do you not realise, I mean, there is so much going on there. And I suppose, you know, if you're just thinking about what you're eating and and the things that you're going through, there are ways of sort of controlling all of this then, isn't there, if you know all of that stuff? That's exactly right. And this is where the probiotics have become popular because they represent, in, in my obviously my point of view, they represent to me a a cleaner version of if I take this, something's going to improve. You know, it's a kind of pill for every ill that we're used to. Uh, And a lot of the ways if you have kidney failure and you take a pill to fix your kidney failure, then that's a fantastic model, right? But I think with probiotics, people feel as if, you know, if they take that probiotic, it's going to have such a wide effect on their body that it really is, you know, very... Um, you know, very beneficial to them and effective and efficient. But I think to your point, the the key thing that we've talked about in the past is that fibre and prebiotics actually are the energy that these probiotics thrive off. So the probiotics can be used as therapy, but to your, to your point in question there about how we behave during our day, the, our fibre intake and our prebiotics will actually have a huge effect on our brain as well. And mm. they've actually found in subjects with major depressive disorder, so definitely people who require medication for their for their episodes and things like that, that they have lower levels of the predominant probiotic or prebiotic species. So that represents your fibre intake. So, I mean, generally with this, it's not something, I suppose, you know, with any kind of supplements or natural sort of uh, things that you're taking, <clears throat> you know, it takes time for those to actually start to work. Because, I mean, with medication, quite a few people obviously take it and then they think that, okay, two days into this, I will probably feel a bit better, things will change. But, you know, with anything to do with food and what you're actually taking in, 
it takes a while for it to settle down in your body, doesn't it? We it, forget that, don't we? It really does. And this, and probiotics and any form of natural medicine in in case is also the same. And the way I tend to describe it to people is that if pharmacy is an imposition where the medication comes and imposes its will on mm-hmm. a function or mm-hmm. a system, which you need, right? If you're having a heart attack, you want someone to come and impose itself mm-hmm. on that situation so that it can change quickly. With natural medicine, it's more of a persuasion so we're using you know things like probiotics or we're using herbal medicine in other Mm, cases mm. to naturally persuade the body persuade systems to move of their own volition into to a better place which in a you know idealistic way that's there to then have a lasting effect and probiotics is a great example of that as is things like fish oil for the brain and stuff like that we need 12 week minimums six month minimums where these studies are super exciting but you do need a really you know proper amount of time and i think that's where the patients i think we've discussed this before because it's funny because i was just telling people that i was away for the whole week and um and i went kind of in a bit of a rush and so i was abroad and i normally take like turmeric you know i take turmeric with black pepper just kind of capsule every day right and it, it does actually does say recommended that you're supposed to take two but i just take the one and for the last week i didn't take it with me and I suppose when we take some of these things in, I suppose this applies to probiotics and stuff. When you're taking it, you don't actually think it's doing anything to you because you just take it every day and you don't think about it. So I didn't take this turmeric for a week. And I found that towards the end of the week, I was having a little bit of pain in my hand. And I don't normally have that, like, you know, just trying to open a jar, just a bit of stiffness on my finger. And then I thought, my goodness, it's because I didn't take that. It's, so it's a, your body gets used to it, it too, does, doesn't and it? I, I think this is a really interesting segue into why the research into probiotics and the brain is still relatively in its infancy because the I've always had this thing where I've always wanted to do kind of a vox pop in the street where you go up to people with a microphone and you say, hi there, I just want, I've got two questions for you. So the first question is, do you want to be healthy? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always going to be yes. And the second question would be, what makes you think that you've got there? Mm-hmm. What what make what areas of your life, what qualities in your day make you think that you've become healthy? And with mental health, uh, this is across nutritional psychiatry, which I've uh, I've also into, and and the use of probiotics. The the science has had to catch up with how to help someone with, in my opinion, what is a very subjective condition in the sense that you know we know that depression for example is you know can have up to 14 different you know causations from loneliness through to humiliation 15 years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all of these different types of things so how would you know that a probiotic is working now they've now gotten to the point where with meta-analysis studies so if you're new to what a meta-analysis is it's where they kind of pull as many studies that have similar similar methodologies together so they can get a bigger cohort of people and hopefully make 
you know, broader conclusions. So they've gotten to the point now where with the meta-analysis in probiotics, they've now used something called the Hamilton Depression Score to find that people who have taken probiotics for a 12-week period have seen improvements in the Hamilton Depression Score. So we're now able to quantify... There's a correlation between the yeah, two. Yeah, and look, that's a really important word because correlation doesn't mean causation, associations mm-hmm. and things like that. And this is why it's kind of a fun thing to talk about mm-hmm but we're still in the early days. But it's interesting to note that we talked about things working in medicine as well. And the one of the more interesting parts of the book is a study around people already taking antidepressant medication, which for major depressive disorder is very important. But what they found was is that adding a probiotic formula in would also improve the effectiveness of the medication oh, as well. So this is where it doesn't have to be if or it, yeah. or you know it, they it can, can go actually, in conjunction with each other. Exactly, and this okay. kind of echoes my point earlier that if you feel as if you want to take some action around probiotics in the brain, then it's not necessary just to go. I'm you know cold turkeying my medication, which in my experience does happen, and mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. The, it's more that you could use these things as an adjunctive measure to, to help. And what they're finding is is that whilst they consider the antidepressants to be largely anti-inflammatory for the brain, which is why they think it's working, the probiotics will add a further anti-inflammatory element to the brain. So they're now understanding that the probiotics are bringing down the immune response that can cause depression in, in mm. the brain, which is, mm. which is very really significant. That's really interesting. My goodness. So, you know, I think we have actually mentioned this once before, but, you know, if somebody is just wanting to bring, I mean, there's no harm in bringing them into your life anyway, in your diet and things like that, what would you recommend the best thing to do? Like, you know, what should you be eating? And also to really give it to children and to older people, etc. You know, what is it? What's on the shopping list? So the there are probiotic formulas that generally have to be refrigerated. And the one of the easier ways to think about differentiating between probiotic formulas from a professional point of view, at least for us, because we, I say us, we natural medicine practitioners, we have clinical and professional brands uh, that, you know, are formulated for us. But if, if you think of bacteria as live organisms and that you've got billions of these live organisms, you know, in a capsule, then you, just like human beings, they need to be temperature controlled. Otherwise, if they get past their temperature threshold, mm, then they're going to die. Okay. So generally shelf stable probiotics in my opinion aren't they're just sitting on a shelf dying Uh, so uh. personally um you want to be looking for something that's refrigerated first and then you want to be looking for a as many different species representations in that formula as possible so the idea is if you think about your microbiome or the bacterial community in your body as the earth mm-hmm. then you have you know multiple different nationalities from different regions and they have different purposes so the more nationalities you can get in that capsule and the more representation of the different species of probiotics the better chance you'll have of really becoming um, you know getting some form of therapy from it mm-hmm. i think personally once again if you're looking to treat something with probiotics you're better off seeking professional help because there are specific species patented versions of those species that have the research behind them but you can buy i mean you can buy certain capsules or something like that compared to say relying on on food as such so the food thing's really important because where i think 
monotherapy, as, as it's named, is still the, it's still monotherapy if you're deciding to take one thing for depression. So I think in mental health, with the dawn of nutritional psychiatry, which is probably another segment in itself, um, we're realizing that the diet and a lot of these different facets of the way we eat, they're all contributing to a successful outcome. So the probiotics would be one thing, but supplementing your probiotics with a you know, good amount of soluble and insoluble fiber uh, through you know, just whole foods, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And not eating you know, the things that we would love to eat, you know, all the delicious foods, um, you know, as far as just the junk food, the added sugar, the processed sugars, you know, that's a more symbiotic way of using probiotics. So matching the diet, high in fiber with the probiotic species. But then finally, the final point to your question, you know, what to do is give it some time as mm, well. Mm. And you mentioned, you know, you a lot of people, especially when we're dealing with something to do with mental health, we actually, it's not really a desire to feel better. It's a need that it becomes, there's a level of desperation there where you need to feel different, especially with things like anxiety as well. So understand that if you you are in that place where the desperation level is rising, you know, for a sense of relief, probiotics probably aren't the thing to take. You need to go and find some medication. Uh, you need to find something that will work within 48 hours because the probiotics are something that will take work time, as we right said. over a 12-week period. So there's definitely a niche for these probiotics, but also we're still understanding exactly where they fit, how to do it. But the notion that we have these billions of little you know little organisms just basically pulling the strings in our body mm. and especially our brain is just remarkable do you find that there is um we've only got a minute or so sure. left before the news headlines but do you find that there is a greater interest in these things now because a lot of you know there is a lot of talk about probiotics and and you see stuff online and things like that are people paying attention to these things more? i'd like i'd like to think so i, I think Really, what I see a lot more as a clinician is that there's a larger cohort of people that are looking just to take personal responsibility a little bit more, and the the research into probiotics is actually still quite minimal. Would you believe it's it's still at a point where we don't have the amount of studies to say that if you take this, this happens. We understand that the probiotic of the bacterial communities in our bodies are different if we're unwell. But we don't yet know that taking the probiotics will have a positive effect on those things. But I think people are really coming around to taking some responsibility. Probiotics and the diet are two really great ways of doing that. So I do think people are getting into it. So hopefully this has helped. I'm sure it has. Philip, I want to thank you very much for coming in today. All useful stuff, and I hope it has helped you if you're thinking about it. The time, I'm going to cross over now to the newsroom. Um, The time is 